Good morning. This is the Sustainability Sessions. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre. And today uh, joining us is Sage Shaskill of Sage Designs, uh, one of the fearless leaders of the Northwest Eco Building Guild. Hi, Sage. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty well this morning. Thank you. Good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really pleased to have you here. Um, on the sustainability sessions, we really like to talk about practical, tangible ways that we can live more lightly on this planet. Um, so punctuated uh, just with such profound clarity right now with the smoke that we in the Pacific Northwest are uh, consumed by, have been for the last several days with the forest fires raging from California up, up into Canada. Um, and thankfully here in Seattle, where the show is being broadcast from, there are people doing some good work trying to figure out how to hit these important intersections of environment and housing. And this fundamental question that is a real big driver for me is like, how the heck do we live on this planet in a way that keeps the planet going? Um, last weekend, also the weirdness of these days, um, there is the annual green home tour that the Northwest Eco Building Guild puts on. And you all were amazing as you, you were able to take it virtual this year because that's what we do in these times as well. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how the virtual green home tour went? Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about what it is, I guess would be the, the first frame. And um, then I, you know, let's talk then a little bit about some of the highlights of that green home tour. And then what's also exciting, I just want to get this date out here, is Sage is going to be the MC for the upcoming Northwest Eco Building Guild uh, Slam Summit, which is, uh, I believe it's 10 uh, presenters. You have the 10 minutes of just amazing breakthrough ideas uh, work that people are doing in the green building, green living sphere. And what is the date of that virtual slam summit? Uh, that's actually going to be the 13th and the 22nd. And there's also a conference related to that. So uh, there's, there's some overlap dates and okay. uh, decided that it would be wise to spread that out so that uh, people don't get zoom overload. That is, that's very conscientious because that's definitely going on. And that is at ecobuildingguild.org. So yeah, that's ecobuilding.org. Eco oh, ecobuilding.org. Yep. Thank you so much. Yep. So for listeners out there, if you're interested in all these great things that Sage is talking about past and future, please go to ecobuilding.org and you can learn how you can plug into these, how you can learn, how you can get inspired. Um, tell us a little bit about the Green Home Tour, Sage. Well, let me just take a moment to introduce myself. I'm an architect in Seattle, and my company is Sage Designs Northwest. And I've hung out my own shingle in 2007, and I've been involved in the Northwest Eco Building Guild since about 1999. And uh, ever since, well, I think maybe about a dozen years, we've had a Green Home Tour in the physical and people have been able to walk through 
new projects and Seattle remodels and additions and get ideas for their own projects and touch and feel things and talk to the builders, designers and homeowners about materials and methods and systems and uh, touch and feel things and make some decisions for themselves about what they'd like to do with their own home. And this year, uh, because of the times, we were not able to do a tour in the physical and the amazing people behind the scenes at the Eco Building Guild uh, managed to find a platform similar to having a conference online and each That's of the so tours. Cool. Yeah, it was great. It was really great. So each of the tour sites basically had a conference room and each of the tour sites hosted their own content and showed slides and videos and interviewed clients and builders and designers. And it was, I think, very, very successful. It was, uh, it was actually pretty fun. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I had a site on the tour and it was, uh, it's a backyard cottage. It's a very small one, about 16 by 20 uh, square, 16 by 20 feet footprint with a loft and my uh, client and homeowner joined for most of the session and we were able to have a live chat and oh that's great yeah it was it was really it was really neat i thought yeah it was uh, she was able to answer questions and i was able to answer questions and we kept it moving and so uh each day saturday and sunday the 12th and 13th last weekend there was uh, maybe 10 different sites and you could um go in between those sites like you would uh, going into a different conference room. Cool. Uh, what were some of the what were some of the highlights both in your site like uh, you see you had this great robust conversation with the owner what's maybe a couple of, of gems that you took away from from your session? Well, what are some of the highlights of the other other sites that you're aware of? I understood you couldn't be you know, couldn't be at everyone. Right. So, uh, you know, to be honest, I have never taken the time before to interview a client after a project I've had, you know, when I've been at their site, you know, I've made friends with clients and I've been at their homes afterwards and had some casual positive comments. And this time I took the opportunity to ask what it was like working with me and Sage Designs and what were some of the favorite features of the house. And that was very fulfilling for me and informative. And it was also fun to have that conversation online with, um, you know, with different people listening in. And a couple of the takeaways for me is Mary has a 320 square foot footprint. And she says that every single person who walks in comments that it doesn't feel like it's only 300 plus square feet. It feels much bigger. It's got a pretty high volume so the ceilings are tall and that helps with all of that and then it's just really clean efficient layout and she said it's also very tight so it was very well built the builders were pro.com and they did a fine job and so uh, she has what's called a sand in uh, heat system so that handles it's a heat pump that handles the in-floor radiant heat and also the domestic hot water and she said she basically never has to tinker with the thermostat because it just runs very, very, very efficiently. That's so great. 
and, and uh, just uh, the opportunity to toot my own horn for a moment. She said that um, the reason she hired me was because she had seen another cottage I designed and the homeowner of that cottage told her I was a very good listener and incorporated all of their ideas. And she, Mary, felt like that was her experience working with me on her project was that I um, listened to all of her wishes and wants and needs and um, incorporated all of them. And, you know, she was, uh, she was humorous. She said she wishes maybe a couple of times I would have shot her down on some things. And I, <laughs> and I assured her that if it was, you know, too crazy or too left field, I would have reined her back in. Well, that's, that's really important. You know, when you have, you have such a delicate job in trying to, you know, create these important structures that need to be structurally sound. You want them to be efficient. And with your ethos, you want them to be environmentally sound and, 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 and functional. And then you have all the creative wishes and desires of your clients. So I, I always applaud architects who are able to, to walk that, that fine, that fine line and, and balance all those things and, you know, still have all the, all the beams and all the, <laughs> all the structural things in the right places to make sure that everything works functionally. Yeah, um, yeah thank you. It was, it was, that project, project was very fulfilling and, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate your comments there, Rebecca. And I, you know, my, one of my mottos is to get everybody's uh, entire list of must-haves and then as many of the wishes on the list as possible. That's great. And can you speak about, you know, like, and I want to dive into some of these projects here, but I think there's such an interesting concept that uh, as, we, as we look at living efficiently, building efficiently, this concept of how much space that we need and how to use space efficiently, because, you know, the, the size of the average single family home has gone up, you know, since like the 70s. Interestingly enough, when people had larger families, it was something that the the average square footage of the home in the U.S. was like 1,500 square feet for larger families. And then over the years, it's ballooned to much larger than that. But there's, now there's some also trends to go small. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on that. And then, you know, what, again, let's, what are some of the other highlights of the other projects? Yeah, let me touch on that, Rebecca. That's all very, very pertinent. And, you know, small is not for everyone. And if you happen to have tuned in on the conversation with me and Mary, you know, she mentioned that she moved from a 17 square hundred, 1700 square foot house with her 17 year old son to this basically 450 square foot house, including the loft. And there was some reckoning, some give and take to figure out how to live small. And one of the things she discovered is that she can utilize her bedroom as a lounge if her son wants to have the run of the house or have friends over. And her bedroom was made to be the basic uh, code minimum size for a legal bedroom, which was 70 square feet. So basically fits a queen bed and some storage and clothes. And so she can retreat to that space and give her son the run of the house. And, th and they've figured that out over time of how to do that so that uh, her son also feels like he has ownership and that it's his place too and not just sleeping in the loft so okay okay so he's lived so interesting 450 square feet for a woman and her 17 year old son that is impressive <laughs> and she she loves it she really feels like she has everything she needs 
That's cool. That's cool. What were yeah. some of the other great projects? Well, on Saturday, I was hosting my own project all day. And so I wasn't able to visit projects on Saturday. And I did pop in on several on Sunday. And uh, listeners, just so you know, these are going to be recorded. Uh, they were recorded and they're going to edit the tapes and release these these uh, all each project. So if you weren't able to make it, you'll be able to tune back in and check out each project. And actually, one of my favorites was another backyard cottage. And the name of that project is called the Reclaim Dadu. And I'm looking at the website right now at uh, Northwest Green Home Tour, nwgreenhometour.org. And I got to see a seven minute video that was put on by House. And it was really delightful to see this project and the excitement of the homeowners and the builder built by a single guy who's new to the game of building cottages and used a bunch of reclaimed materials. And I believe the footprint is about 700 square feet. And again, the homeowners say that when they have guests, people can't believe it's actually that size. And it was, uh, it was fun to see that project because they were so excited about it and it was a very well done video. And that's not always easy to pull off in a Zoom session to have a smooth running video. And then uh, another project that I checked out for a bit was by uh, Terry Phelan of Living Shelter Architects. Right. And actually I moved to town in 2003 to work for Terry as an architect. And also that's Terry, uh, Terry used to be the host of this program prior to me. Yeah. So that's cheers, pretty, Terry, if you're out there. <laughs> yeah. Cheers indeed. So that's some um, pretty good overlap between us. And she basically has a small co-housing project of, with her own home and uh, mm -hmm. a friend who moved into a cottage on the upper level and uh, talked a lot about the importance of building for aging in place and um, she's just, Terry is a master of sustainable design and utilizing, you know, all the best uh, materials and methods and staying current on technology. And uh, just to back up in time for a moment, you know, I like to claim that I was green long before green was cool. And it was a tough sell in the beginning. And some of the products were pretty hard to get and pretty hard to convince contractors to use. And then over time, more and more people and suppliers have adopted great uh, methods and materials and it's much easier to pull that off and now it's important to pay attention to uh, what's really green and there's some greenwashing out there of materials right. that aren't actually that great so it's pretty important to pay attention and do the research on on what's valid are, are there any particular resources that you recommend to vet that kind of stuff well, I have a favorite supply house in town, and that's Green Home Solutions, and they have a knowledgeable staff, and they have a lot of cool methods and materials. And then the Eco Building Guild, I always have to give a shout out. Uh, we've been around since uh, a little bit before 99, and the intention is education. So we call ourselves a guild. We don't actually operate in terms of having an apprentice system, but we share freely of information with each other. and. You know, the world of architects in particular, people can play a pretty closed hand. And in the guild, people, uh, architects and builders, we share freely to help each other understand what the smart methods and materials of the day are and what to not use and methods to not use because they, you know, they might be too much material or too much time or too much cost. Uh, 
Right. And that I find to be refreshing and unusual in the industry to share that. Yeah, and I actually got involved in the guild, and I'm a real estate, I'm a real estate agent, and uh, with a background in environmental policy, and uh, really interested in having uh, opportunities for people like myself and other my clients and other people. Um, and give a shout out to myself. I'm with Infinity Real Estate Development in Fremont, and. Um, we uh, have been working with other members of the guild to create some 101 curricula, working with some of the architects and, and leaders and builders who are masters of these things within the guild, because it, it seems so imperative to me that we need to be able to share this knowledge base, make demystify it, make it practical, make, you know, because again, I think one of the biggest hurdles to all of this is like, well, that's, it's just lack of knowledge. If you don't know it, if you don't understand it, if it seems unusual, if it sounds funky, when you're doing something as momentous as purchasing a home, remodeling a home, you know, spending all the money that it takes, uh, yeah, you want you, you want these things to seem practical in in, in the day to day lives of people as well. So, um, I hats off to the guild. Uh, I, I love everything that this body of folks does for sure. And hey, I'm looking at the time, and it looks like we need to go to break. Uh, so. Again, I am Rebecca Sayre, your host of the Sustainability Sessions. Uh, my day job is with Infinity Real Estate Development in Fremont. My guest today is Sage Saskill of Sage Designs, a local uh, architect uh, and leader in the uh, Eco Building Guild, Northwest Eco Building Guild in Seattle. And uh, we will be back to talk more about the uh, just passed uh, green home tour done virtually and then the upcoming in October, uh, very exciting uh, slam summit uh, where innovative ideas are shared through the Northwest Eco Building Guild. So we will be back in just a moment. For everyone. So are you interested in green building, energy efficiency, and sustainable practices? The Northwest Eco Building Guild is a 501c3 community of builders, designers, suppliers, and homeowners concerned with ecological building in the Pacific Northwest. The guild empowers people through educational activities, classes, and events through the year. To learn more on how to go solar, conserve water, lower your energy bills, and create a healthy home environment, visit ecobuilding.org forward slash events today. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients, as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. 
she can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life, reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Which way the wind blows when this day is done? out there um, on this uh, still smoky but somewhat better Friday here in Seattle. I hope uh, this finds our listeners feeling healthy and safe and as optimistic as we can. We all got to stick together these days. Uh, My name is Rebecca Sayre. I am your host of the Sustainability Sessions. My guest today is Sage Saskill of Sage Designs Northwest, a Seattle-based architect of with deep experience and knowledge in sustainable design. How you doing, Sage? I'm doing quite well, thank you. I'm happy to be here this morning. I'm so glad you could join us. Uh, Sage has been sharing with us about the uh, Northwest Eco Building Guild's uh, recent, as of last weekend, virtual green home tour. They've been doing a green home tour for about the last 12 years. This year's they took it virtual, it went pretty well. 
Um, he's filling us in on some of the key highlights of that. And then we are going to move into uh, something I'm really excited about and uh, something that Sage is actually going to be the MC of, I understand, and that is the Eco Building Guild's uh, annual Slam Summit, where uh, people in sort of a TED Talk format share some really innovative ideas and designs and gets really inspired and it's, a, it's an exciting event. So, uh, and all of this can be found at ecobuilding.org. You want to find out more about what's going on. But Sage, could you, <coughs> excuse me, can you tell us uh, more about the highlights of the home tour and then tell us about what's going on with the, the SLAM Summit? Yep. Yep, I'm just going to introduce myself one more time. I'm Sage Saskia with Sage Designs Northwest Architecture Studio in Seattle. Hung out my own shingle in 2007. And uh, one of the other highlights from the Green Home Tour this past weekend was uh, an anomaly project. I think uh, this is a fun project, and I've actually had some experience uh, with a similar uh, circumstance, and that is... Um, uh, Borden Vellum Architects uh, were working uh, with some folks on a project and mid-project they decided to take advantage of a house that was going to be moved and so the clients bought this cabin for a dollar and had it transported through West Seattle on a Saturday night uh, a mile dollar. and a half <laughs> and plugged this in as Ryan uh, the architect, lead architect on that said they plugged this into this existing house and uh, Interesting. That was, yeah, and the, and and the way that Ryan presents uh, he has a very casual engaging style and he showed a video of this thing going down the block on a Saturday night and the people <laughs> at the pubs cheering and hooting and hollering and showed it arriving on site and getting backed up to the house that they had you know prepared to receive this uh, other piece of the puzzle. And, you know, uh, to me, uh, I just want to touch on this. One of the most sustainable things is durability. And so when you, you know, use something, you know, the, of course it's reduce, reuse, recycle, but when you reuse something and you make it uh, stronger and when you use products that are durable and they're going to last a long time, that to me is one of the keys of sustainability. So it's fun to uh, have seen all these different projects over the weekend, um, you know, very, very different from new buildings to remodels to additions to plugging in a historic cabin to an existing house. Right, right. Uh, it's so interesting, Sage. I keep thinking about, I got, um, you know, again, I got into this and I got connected with the Guild uh, when I became a real estate agent. Um, Due, due to just such a strong belief that one of our fundamental things is, is, is to figure out how the heck to live on this planet in a sustainable manner, um, which is no, no small task because that, that covers all of our basic needs as human beings and, and takes into you know, broader systems thinking that, that I love that the, the Eco Building Guild is really trying to address. The Northwest Eco Building Guild, for our listeners out there, is a uh, you know, loose sort of collective of largely builders and architects and people who are professionals in the field who have varying degrees of in-depth knowledge of ways to uh, build in a more green, sustainable manner uh, based in Seattle. Um, but there's also efforts, and I'm part of that, to, to, to bring this knowledge down to the people and then creating more 101 level 
uh, 201 level curriculum, working with some of these uh, experts so that, that this just becomes, you know, my, my vision is this can just become the commonplace way things are done. You know, we don't do things the way we did, it, did them 100 years ago. We're learning all the time. Let's just make this the way things are done. Um, I had a very interesting conversation the other day with a, a real estate colleague who's actually back home in her hometown, New Orleans, and uh, she actually moved down there to get a job with the Green Building Council. And unfortunately, there was not enough interest in that community over time to, to sustain that position. And she's trying to figure out how to, you know, how to bring green into the conversation with her clientele. And what the project you just talked about with with merging of, of two of two homes and reusing um, is really cogent in that situation because in New Orleans there's a lot of you know historic preservation and there's just a it just makes me think about how there's so many issues and factors that that building sustainably and wor working this way actually uh, can can help cover a lot of concerns. And um, so I'm curious your thoughts about just sort of the, the intersection of, of these different interests. You know, we have, we have affordability, we have climate change, we have historic preservation. Um, how do you see green building kind of fitting into that? Well, let me, let me just touch on the Eco Building Guild itself for a moment. And you're correct, there's a, a lot of professionals involved, but there's also a lot of homeowners that are curious and DIY folks who want to figure out the best methods and materials and uh, do it themselves and save money. And so it's really about uh, experimentation and trying things and then sharing what works and what doesn't work. And that's one of the really strong footholds of the Guild is that, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we're innovators and we're visionaries and there's a lot of people who have been behind the scenes of other strong organizations and we've tried some things and found out you know what works and what does not work and uh, we've recently been spending some energy as a collective or individuals within the collective working on affordable housing as well and housing the homeless and it's important to engage on all these different levels. I mean, the way we live right now in Seattle is, uh, in my opinion, a pretty low density city. So the idea of densifying what we have in uh, many different ways, including backyard cottages, is really strong way to help with the housing inventory, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's certain pretty um, tried and true methods and materials. And I think that, you know, we don't necessarily need to get into the nitty gritty of those, but again, back to durability, and that comes down to some of the material choices. So for instance, um, you know, there's been a lot of push over the years to take the chemicals and the chemical smells out of certain products. And it turns out that you know, some of those products uh, or the new new products are not as durable because some of those chemicals like certain dyes in paint, for instance, or uh, chemicals in paint make it stronger and make it last. So there's a trade-offs. So you might use a product, let's say, uh, to finish a floor that might be smelly for a few days and you have to clear out for a few days, but then you don't ever have to refinish that floor for seven years versus right. using a different product where you might have to refinish it in two or three years. 
So it's a trade-off and it's, again, this sharing of what works and what doesn't work, what's smart and what's not smart. And, you know, there's all a whole gamut of materials and methods and back to materials, uh, paints and caulks and, uh, you know, plywood versus oriented strand board. And uh, just there, there's, it's a very long list of things to consider. And then, um, you know, the higher up the scale you go of the intensity of how green you want to be, there's, uh, I believe what it's, it's called the red list. Um, that is a list of materials you definitely don't want to use, right? So um, if you're going for net zero or something really high on the scale of excellence for green building, then there's, uh, you know, there's resources to find out, okay, I definitely do not want to use a particular product or method versus another one in order to be as sustainable as you possibly can. Cool. Excellent. And I'm just looking at our time here. We got about five minutes before we need to go uh, to our next break, but that gives us some time to launch into uh, the next subject, uh, the virtual uh, event that you were going to be emceeing upcoming uh, various days throughout October. Uh, and that is the Northwest Eco Building Guild's annual SLAM Summit gone virtual. Could you remind us again what the dates are of that and tell us a little bit about that event? Yep, I have that pulled up on the web. Let me tune into that. Uh, Found at ecobuildingguild.org. Ecobuildingguild.org. And that's going to be... Sorry, ecobuilding.org. I always Eco, say ecobuilding. Yeah, ecobuilding.org. <laughs> and it's uh, the 13th and the 20th. And then there's some overlap days. Of October. Of, the, of October, thank you. Low overlap days of the actual conference. So um, we're going to split it up so that people don't get Zoom overload. And then you can drop in on oh, the yeah. conference and it will be uh, Zoom hosted and it will be just like being in a conference room, only you'll be in the comfort of your living room. And there are some usual suspects presenting. Uh, we've been doing this particular thing um, for at least oh, 17 years, something like that. There's some debate within the group of how many years. <laughs> and it started out in a warehouse. Uh, of one of the green building suppliers that used to be in town and uh, there was a keg of beer in the back and there was an actual slide projector in the front where you had to drop in your 10 slides and hope you got them right side up and there was a lot of people paying attention to the slides in the front and there was an equal number of people uh, drinking beer and cavorting and sharing great ideas in the back around the keg and we've uh, done this um, I think the the venue has uh, stepped up over time, and the last place we had it was at the university, and we had a we had a space that was an auditorium that could seat about 400, and uh, usually I filled it up. That. And that was really beautiful, and we also had a separate breakout room where uh, we had a really fine spread of food and desserts and lots of great opportunity to meet and greet. And uh, that's actually been one of the guild's favorite events over the years is uh, that opportunity. And that is, uh, we're feeling a bit sad about the opportunity to miss actually being in physical contact. Looking forward to that opportunity again, but we've, <laughs> I think proven this, this platform with the Green Home Tour 
that's going to work the green home tour i thought was super successful as a zoom uh platform and so we're going to do that same thing again and cool and tell us before we got a couple minutes before we need to go to break but but just what's it what's a quick like inspiring what is the slam summit for our listeners out there why do they want to tune well, into this cool thing it's 10 presenters each get 10 slides and 10 minutes so the story has to be told with passion and we're not going to get into the nitty gritty and zoom down into the details of how you do a particular flashing detail. We're going to talk about why the homeowner decided to do what they did, whether it's plug in a cabin to an existing house or lift a house or build a house for $200 a square foot uh, with the highest technology that we can possibly come up with for that price. And uh, lots of different angles on how to be sustainable in these times and how to do it with some flair and some beauty and some elegance and some excitement and to give those people what's high on their must-have lists and all the wishes they could possibly include for their budget. Cool. Well, I think that's very sad. We've got a, we've got a little bit more time, so like one more minute. Um, Tell us, tell us uh, about one of the, either one of the projects that's upcoming really quickly, just like a quick tease for, for our next segment or what are your favorite projects that you have seen at the Slam Summit previously? Well, it's fun to see people present with their client because sometimes the, it's pretty spontaneous. As much as we can practice and get a little training on how to give a good presentation, it's fun when it goes spontaneous and, and there's some banter back and forth about why people did something or didn't do something or what happened along the way. And it's very engaging and fun. And, uh, you know, the stories unravel and, and everybody uh, presenting is so passionate about what they do and why they do it. And uh, one of the favorites is uh, a guy named Ted Clifton uh, with TC Legend Homes. And he's mm -hmm. a very fun presenter and uh, one of his ways of conducting life is to work a four-day week so he can have a three-day weekend and go play hard. Right and, on. That's yeah. My kind of guy. Yeah. Indeed. Cool. All right. So we're, we need to go to break, but that's a good teaser. We're going to come back. Uh, our guest today is Sage Saskill of Sage Designs Northwest. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre. This is the, uh, the it's so hard to say, the Sustainability Sessions. And uh, we're going to come back and talk more about the uh, Eco Building Guild Slam Summit. Breathe, breathing the air. Need a day away? Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments. Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan your day away today. Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. 
With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life, reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Breathing the air. Cherish this Cherish this breath. Tomorrow's a new day for everyone. A brand new moon, brand new sun. Good morning out there. Welcome to the Sustainability Sessions. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre. Joining me today is Sage Saskill of Sage Designs Northwest, a local architect who specializes in green and sustainable energy efficient designs. And he's also a leader in the Northwest Eco Building Guild. And he's telling us about the upcoming uh, Eco Building Guild Slam Summit. 10 slides, 10 presenters, 10 minutes where they they share inspiring innovative designs and projects and collaborations this year they're going all virtual because that's what we do sage can you tell us a little bit about uh what's going on absolutely yeah and let me just uh, lead in with giving you my website which is sagedesignsnw.biz and also i'm looking online now and you can find out about the slam and summit by going to ecobuilding.org or northwestgreen.org, all spelled out, northwestgreen.org. And the dates of that are coming up October uh, 13th through the 22nd, and the slam is going to happen the night of October 13th and 20th, broken into two sessions. And then we're going to have a summit, which is also the conference, happening October 13th, 14th, 15th, and 20th, 21st, and 22nd so that people don't get Zoom overload. So we started doing this in a warehouse in about 2003, somewhere in there. And then we moved uh, over time into a beautiful venue, uh, auditorium at the university. And now we're bringing it to you in the comfort of your living room. And we hope <laughs> that people tune in. And when you go to register, there's a sliding scale of, uh, you know, there are some fees involved and you can pay for different opportunities or just tune into the keynote or just the slam or the whole kit and caboodle. And it's 
really, to me, one of the most exciting moments in uh, green design in Seattle. It's people, uh, we used to have to uh, call people and say, hey, do you have time to come over and present? And now uh, we have a, a call for entries and there's actually a jury and the jury decides which 10 are going to be the best and most entertaining and most interesting to present. And, and it's fun, you guys. I, I've been to this and of course I've not done it virtually, but uh, I, sorry, I, this, this is, this is live on Zoom, folks. My small dog just ran into the street and chased another <laughs> dog. Sorry. Um, anywho, uh, the Slam Summit is fantastic and um, I'm so excited that y'all figured out a way to take it virtual yeah i'm, I'm super excited the, the platform is hey summit and it's going to be held like it like a conference and uh, i am blessed to be a co-mc with lucas johnson and lucas day job is working for 475 and they supply high-end building materials uh, very sustainable building materials and lucas and i are going to figure out how to co-mc on zoom and uh, also I've presented at the 10 by 10 over the years and I'm also one of the presenters this year presenting a house uh, that we actually lifted in Ballard. The people wanted to keep their house, keep their location and the, one of the clients is going to be on board with me to present that and as I mentioned a few minutes ago we have quite a few of the usual suspects presenting uh, over the years. You know there's just been um, people who are visionary and excellent and, and uh, high in their field of uh, doing sustainable design and building. And so we have Terry Phelan with Living Shelter Architects, Ted Clifton with TC Legend Homes. We have Brian uh, Adanelaine with Board and Vellum and uh, myself, Sage Designs Northwest and uh, five or six others that including Martha Rose of Martha Rose Construction and these, you know, some of these people, all of these people have been not just doing the same thing year after year, but really researching and studying and learning what's the best next practice and what's smart and what's not so smart, including methods and materials. And also the builders uh, are very passionate about building well and building solid and building durable and building long lasting and then there's a little bit of experimentation as well uh, we have matthew mead presenting a hempitecture project oh i love i remember the slam summit a couple of years ago hempitecture is so exciting to me it's the whole hempcrete thing it's an interesting what it is well, it's an interesting thing, and quite frankly, I'm uh, I'm not a big fan. I'll be oh, honest really? okay. about that. <laughs> so uh, there's there's controversial things that come up in this uh, ten by ten, where uh, you know it's pushing the edge, and uh, you know they're coming up with new ways to use hemp and in building, and now this time they're going to present a sprayed in method versus a uh, packed in method so they're innovating how to make it faster and more affordable and more doable and uh, I just I'm a little um, I guess tempered because I saw some early innovations with papercrete and uh, I didn't find that to be uh, a smart building method myself so uh, 
I'm, I'm skeptical of hemp architecture, but I'm excited to see it present and what other people think. And, you know, when it comes to innovation like this, also, you know, we have um, other professionals like structural engineers uh, in the fold. And, you know, they also weigh in of uh, how they feel about different methods and materials and what makes sense and what might be too controversial or, okay. or so that's, uh, it's fun. That I'll, I'll say I'll say that the thing that I like about the concept of using hemp uh, as a building material is that it could actually sucks carbon out of the air. And so this idea that it's a replacement for oil. So that's all the structural issues aside, that's it's it's so fascinating that we're at a time in history where we're looking at such how how to whatever the pathway ends up being, how to replace our oil-based economy was something different. Amen to that. And it's fun to, you know, be pushing the, the boundaries of what is possible or what is reasonable or what makes the most sense. I put my money on straw bale myself. And okay. one, of, one of the reasons I moved to Seattle was to work with Terry Phelan of Living Shelter Architects. And uh, at that time, back in about 2003, uh, we did a lot of straw bale building design and also some other methods and materials with uh, insulated concrete forms and played around with some different innovations um, in that regard. I don't think we have a insulated concrete project uh, at the 10 by 10 this year, but I actually um, just, I had commented on Ted Clifton having a four day work week. And uh, mm -hmm. recently I've actually been doing that myself and I'm building an addition onto my own home with insulated concrete blocks. And I really like to experiment on my own projects just to be able to advise clients in the future of what makes sense and what might not make so much sense for various reasons. Cool, cool. And what, when, what are you finding? Cause that's another, again, as we talk about sustainability, right? There's also the sustainability of ourselves. What are you finding about the four day work week? It's, a, it's pretty intense. I mean, it requires a lot of focus. It requires focusing yeah. on my business during those four days and then really, really humping it on the two days that I'm building. So I build every Saturday, every Sunday and Monday pretty religiously. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had some friends and uh, I've hired a few professionals, but primarily I'm doing it myself, building a 600 square foot addition uh, with high ceilings so recently we hung a trapeze in the in the space just because we can right on and, and it's been humbling to face a project you know i'm not a general contractor i'm an architect so it's humbling to face all the decisions to be made as a contractor and as a builder and you know as an architect i can make pretty drawings and i can get you a permit and i can make all the lines on the page look like all the materials are doing the right thing but when it comes to reality i'm calling in uh, favors from my architect colleagues and i mean sorry my contractor colleagues and saying hey uh which layer of this really goes on first and uh, <laughs> why don't you nail the head flange on the window and you know things like that that are uh specialties of a contractor and they know all these right. things so it's it's again it's fun to have a, a collective to share and to be able to call on and and get some advice nice well again that's one of the things that uh, i love about the eco building guild and uh, i get a shout out to myself uh, i am a real estate agent with infinity real estate and development um, i've 
ended up with this firm uh, because we have a, a strong commitment to, we, we do residential and commercial real estate. We love helping people with whatever they need, but we also have a real strong interest and commitment in pushing the envelope for green and sustainable living. Because again, if we're talking about where we live and how we live, figuring out how to live well on this planet, is pretty darn fundamental, uh, particularly poignant as we look at the, the smoke outside our windows here in the wet green Pacific Northwest. Um, and we are, we are uh, always working with uh, other leaders in the community. Collaboration is so key. We're actually right now running a promotion with uh, SunPath Electric out of West Seattle. They do solar. Um, if you want to get a solar uh, installation, you can get 250 bucks off of a solar install if you mention Infinity. Um, but yeah, just this whole, the, the eco building is great because it's a collaboration. Again, I'm a real estate agent. We've got builders, we've got homeowners, we've got architects, all just trying to figure out um, how, how to do it better, how to build a better mousetrap, if you, if you will, I guess. What Absolutely. else is going on with the SLAM Summit that's really Absolutely. exciting? Absolutely. Well, let me just touch on what you just said for a second, Rebecca, and there's another overlap because SunPath is also... A consultant to me on the personal project that I just mentioned, and they are fabulous. So they're not currently doing solar on my project, but uh, they advised on on uh, me as homeowner and builder of uh, how to put in my electrical systems, and they'll be back to uh, help tie the wires. And they've been uh, really great to work with as far as collaboration and you know playing ball and letting me do the things that I want to do. And uh, back to the slam and, and, and summit. And, and, and I'm sorry, who was that? That's SunPath Brig. Oh, SunPath. Okay, cool. Yeah, SunPath so Electric. Their uh, Briggs is incredibly knowledgeable about all these things from a very yeah. practical yeah. standpoint. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very knowledgeable and helpful, and just really kind and great to work with. So back to the slam and summit. You know, there's those of us old schoolers that still like to call it the 10 by 10 because uh, you know, 10 presenters having 10 minutes and 10 slides, you've got to tell a pretty short story and you've got to keep it passionate. And I would encourage all of you listeners out there to tune in for sure for the SLAM sessions, which is 6 p.m. on the 13th and the 20th of October. And then the following three days of each of those weeks is also conference sessions throughout the day. So you can zoom in and join us for that but uh, guaranteed to be uh, entertaining and informative and fun. And uh, I would recommend that you join us and share the celebration and we'll do it again live next year. So. Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's for all you listeners out there. It's really inspiring. I'm definitely tuning in. We've just got a couple minutes left. Let's just wrap that up, Sage, um, by saying again, it's going to be on the the 13th of October through the 21st and you can find out and they're breaking that up so that it's, you don't get zoom overload sage uh, from sage designs Northwest we're talking to today is going to be uh, one of the main MCs and you can find out all this information sign up sliding fee scale and all that stuff at ecobuilding.org um, we're at the end of our time today. It always goes so fast. So this is the sustainability sessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre. Thank you so much, Sage, Skas uh, Sage Saskill, for joining us today. And everybody out there, have a beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah.